0: Well, hey there. This is Crusher Talk. I am your host, Haley crusher Kane, here for another brief chat on this beautiful Tuesday in October. Um, I can talk about whatever I want, so this one's going to be real random. I've never grown roses before in my life. I never really had the desire to. Most of the foliage on... The cane compound is California natives and plants that need little mothering, um, with the exception of tomatoes, which I usually plant a lot of. (laughs) Um, But in general, most of the plants are just like succulents or um, California grasses or things like that that can be um, taken care of quite easily with just a little bit of water every now and then. Um, including this interesting plant that I got recently. It's called a I think it's called a curry plant. It does smell like curry, and if you use it in food, it tastes like curry. It's kind of cool. Um, but all this to say, I planted my first rose bush, I guess it was last spring, I think, um, around my birthday, and I got the Dolly Parton. I was very attracted to the Dolly Parton rose bush. Uh, it is a orangey-red lipstick-type flower. And I have been looking forward to it blooming for some time now. And people in the know who have told me about rose growing have said you have to do a lot to keep roses happy. You know, you have to fertilize them and kind of baby them. And I didn't do any of those things, even though I was like, okay, well, for this project – This single rose bush, I'm actually going to try to, you know, really care for this plant more than I would like, you know, my normal plants or my tomatoes, which I I can justify watering those. But this is for pure beauty, right? So I just watered it on occasion when I remembered and I really didn't take great care of it. And I got kind of worried about it, honestly. Um, But over the past two or three weeks, I've seen two little rosebuds. I've been watching them develop, but now they uh, have bloomed and it's just really exciting to me. (laughs) It's like my first rosebush. And I know some people have them on their properties and they just grow, you know, you don't have to do much to them. They just grow, but in this instance, I feel like I was very deliberate about getting this rose bush to happen, so I feel very happy about that. However, the roses themselves are, like, deformed-looking. <laughs> they're kind of I, – I just wouldn't – I mean, they have the kind of face a mother could love, only a mother could love. So I think they're beautiful, but, of course, they're a little deformed. Okay, okay, it was December – was it December 2020 that I planted them? I don't know how long it takes for – because I got a small – a very it was a small little plant. I wonder how long it takes for them to mature. Obviously, I don't have enough information to really, like, be an expert at, in, by, by any means. But it, it's always exciting when something blooms for the first time and you realize – I was thinking, like, this must be some metaphor for faith or something like that. Or maybe it's not a metaphor for anything, but, you know – Roses and metaphors go together quite often. Um, So what's new? We played a show last weekend. Uh, That was quite fun. Uh, Thank you to everyone that came out. It was really exciting to not just play, but feel like we were able to perform, which is two separate things. I think you start off playing and practicing and then eventually, once you kind of get that going, you can actually perform. And I felt like I was able to step into the music more and lose myself in the experience, be present. And that was really cool. It's one of those things I haven't experienced in, you know, over a year. So it was very cool over 18 months, I guess. So this was our second show back since um, COVID. And um, that was really exciting. And Reed, um, Dr. Reed Kane, his back was hurting. As you guys know from the last episode, there was some issues with his lower back and he's been going to the chiropractor and such. Um, but he, he pulled through, he had his cane, (laughs) nothing like an old uh, punk rocker at a show wearing a studded vest with a cane. I just thought it was very attractive. I'm not even kidding. I really did think the cane was attractive. I feel like I, I'm, I, he's he has the whole mr peanut vibe going on you know mr peanut the world's most el- eligible bachelor um anyways apparently reed told me later that he was laying in the van face first in the back of the van on the bed and was debating whether or not to tell me that he couldn't play and that we'd have to cancel uh the first band had played and i went to check on him and he did not look good and I I you know, if we had to cancel, we had to cancel. It would it would have been fine. I mean, there's bigger fish to fry out there in the world. It would have sucked, but it would've would have been fine. And um Yeah, so he got up and, and played and he told me that afterwards he's like, the second song in, my back popped back into place and I felt amazing. <laughs> it's like the best he's felt in the couple weeks. Which is just isn't that just the mystery of ailments sometimes? They just are mysterious like that, but uh the, I was joking with my sister earlier today that he was saved by rock and roll, but then unfortunately it was kind of short-lived because right after that, he felt like his back had gone way back to where it was. It was still back to square run. I mean, he goes up and down with the pain, so he's been going to the chiropractor quite a bit, and we're a little nervous. We're going to New York in a few days for about two weeks, which requires a lot of walking and sitting on, um, sitting on a plane. So, uh, we're working on it. Let's just say we're working on it. Um, speaking of my sister, I thought this was funny. I was talking to her today. She lives in Berlin and she, well, outside of Berlin, she was in the city and now she's just outside of the city and has a new baby named Talus uh, with her husband Leander. And, um, she was saying that her friends say she lives in the hinterland, the hinterland, um, which I had to look up. I guess it means like the sticks, the outskirts, the German word. And now that I have hinterland, I feel inspired because she sent me these German flashcards not too long ago, I think for Christmas and or my birthday. I can't remember which one, probably Christmas. And I uh, have not opened them. And it, this reminded me, there's a lot of really fun German words out there that I want to learn. So I'm going to start, maybe I'll do like a German word of the day or of the week and we can talk about it because German words are ridiculous and fun and weird and just so unnecessary. They're so unnecessarily long. So I'm very proud of uh, my sister for learning German. She said the other day that she had uh, was surprised that she was talking in German for as long as she was. She had been in a conversation and went, oh, my God, I spent like 45 minutes talking in German. It, it, it is funny how sometimes you don't really know you're accomplishing something until after. So – Um, What else can I talk about today? Um, We have a new music video coming out soon and a new single, Click and Act Now. Click and Act Now will be out on November 3rd if all things go to plan with our record label. That is the date we have set. I love it when there's a release date. It's so exciting. It's a wonderful thing to focus on in the future that feels um, very concrete and you can put all of your excitement Towards that date, so I'm very excited about that. So that should be streaming on November 3rd, and the music video will probably premiere sometime before then. So keep an eye out for that. If you saw the latest newsletter, you probably saw some BTS shots um, at Lincoln Market and Delhi where we we're recording. We recorded our music video and did some photos and stuff. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with the the soda machine. I really wanted a shot of me. Uh, creating a suicide, which is every flavor of soda in one, but the soda machine wasn't on, so I had to pretend. Alas, it was pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed looking through those photos, and now I'm excited to share some of them on social media because, I don't know, we just haven't had a photo shoot. I feel like we have photo shoots all the time, and yet, I don't know if you guys feel this way when you do social media, I just feel like the the constant creation of new content, quote-unquote content, is just exhausting sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes I just go back like a year or two and I find something from, you know, a photo we took as a band like a couple years ago or something. And I think like, well, who's seen this? It's been like years, you know, like I think that there should be um, – I think we should normalize recycling content. Recycle content when you can because – I don't know. A lot of effort goes into keeping these photo shoots fresh, you guys. It's it's rid- kind of ridiculous, honestly. Um, what else happened? Oh, I recorded my first episode of the new and improved Sparkle and Destroy podcast with my good friend Danielle, the myrrh crusher Bagnall. And I'm working on that. Um, her husband, Shane, was really cool and created a drink for the evening called a test pilot. And that was kind of cute. And we have the recipe and stuff. So, More on that, I'm actually thinking once I edit that and get it up, I may actually put it through this feed so you guys can hear the Sparkle and Destroy podcast if you like. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you like audio and you don't mind my rambling. So if you like that, plus um, another voice in the mix who brings her own, like, she brings her own personality of, how do I describe Danielle? Danielle. She's probably listening to this right now, which that's probably why I'm like, I can't really, I feel weird talking about it. But, um, and I feel like she fills in a lot of holes in my personality in a way. Like I like that she is very self-contained and very, um, organized and very meticulous. That's a good word for her. She's very meticulous. Um, she's very thoughtful and, um, methodical like all of these things I'm just in awe over and actually this is a lot of stuff that a lot of qualities that my husband has as well and it's very nice to be partnered with someone like that because I just want to sit there and talk and be off the cuff and you know hang out and laugh and have spontaneous fun and it's nice to have somebody involved who she has so many interests and she dives so deeply into them and she has such a breadth of um like interest in different artists and different writers and community people you know what I'm talking about just people in different niches of the world like little corners of the world that it's just really fascinating for me to like step into that with her and be like oh let's explore this together um so this is going to be a fun partnership and I'm excited to you know, finally have a podcast co-host for Sparkle and Destroy. I just felt like it was one of those things during COVID that everything in my life I was doing alone and isolated. I just didn't want to do one more thing alone and isolated, which is a common complaint for most writers because although I have completely stopped doing any sort of journalistic creative writing I was doing a lot of like newspaper I worked for an alt weekly and then I was doing sort of creative marketing content I've gotten rid of all of that and I'm really kind of just doing for lack of better words like maybe not technical writing like some of it is a little technical um but it's the kind of writing I can do where I turn my brain off which is really nice um that sounds terrible but it's sometimes it's nice to just flip hamburgers because then you can take the rest of your energy and put it towards all of the complex and, you know, hard to accomplish creative tasks that do require a lot of brain juice. So it's been kind of nice. I've culled my clientele down to basically writing about local tourism and writing about wine and writing about these things that I can write about so easily. I feel like they just come right out of me and Um, I have such a good knowledge base for these things, and also some of the clients I'm working with are all about the search engine optimization, which, if you don't know, is called SEO, and it is basically a way to create written content that is very searchable, clickable, and valuable in like a web context. And it just requires using certain keywords, which sounds horrible. Like this sounds horrific, right? But it's actually kind of nice because I don't really have to think about it that hard. And with all the music stuff that's going on, the new album and my own projects, it's kind of cool. Like I feel like I could put more energy towards doing um, the podcast with Danielle or, um, working on more music projects or working on the various creative writing projects I've been putting off over the years. Um, National Novel Writing Month is coming up in November, which is my favorite time to dive into all that stuff. I Every year I am doing the word count. I'm like 500 to 1,000 words a day, like just kicking ass. And I really don't know how to continue that through the rest of the year. But I imagine with the way that my like workload is, I feel like now I can free up my brain to do a lot more of that. So I'm excited to get more back into my creative writing for myself, my various projects that I've been working on, like I said. So that'll be kind of nice. Um looking forward to that. Winter, winter was always a really good time to just hunker down and hibernate and work on those projects. I hope that Reed can work on some paintings. Um let's see, what else? Oh Halloween costumes. I'm not sure if y'all are gonna dress up for Halloween, but the Crushers are going to play a show on October 30th in Atascadero. You can get that info on our website. And we were discussing Halloween costumes. I am so happy that Ben <laughs> and his girlfriend, Action Ben Cabriana, our drummer, and his amazing girlfriend, who he's just he just kind of met her, or not met her, but got together with her. And I think he should marry her, honestly, because – The costume is a couple's costume. It's Wayne from Wayne's World and Cassandra, who is the love interest in Wayne's World. But the best part about it to me is that he's going to be Cassandra and she's going to be Wayne. And it makes me so happy. It reminds me of when Reed and I and Ben did um, our set of X covers. We just played all songs from the L.A. punk band X in San Francisco. It was actually a Halloween show. Yeah, that makes sense because we all wore costumes. I was Billy Zoom and... Um, Reed was, um, X-Scene, Cervanca, with, like, a dress and smeared lipstick and black wig, you know? And it, I don't know, there's just something funny about that. I really, I love, like, costumes that make sense, but there's a twist to them. Um, so that's going to be fun. Okay, so Reed's costume, I think, is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, his favorite wrestler, because he's almost there, although he refuses to cut himself a, um, goatee. The reason being is, uh, is a very douchey, douchey thing to do. And I support him in not cutting a goatee. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, we're actually debating whether he should get some fake pectoral muscles. There's some really great Amazon um, Stone Cold Steve Austin costumes that have the little leather vest that say Austin 316 and the, the fake pecs and the jean shorts. He's going to have jean shorts, <laughs> jorts, if you will. Oh my gosh. And I think I'm gonna be a tiger or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of like booping around on Amazon, like, eh, I don't know. Something I can play guitar in. I'm I'm not too worried about my costume this year. Um, I'm very excited that one of my favorite podcasts, um, um No Dogs in Space has finally released their second season. If you don't haven't checked them out, they're amazing. It is a podcast where a husband and wife team, Carolina, 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 and Marcus, um, talk about different music, uh, genres, how they started and the bands that influenced those genres. So each episode or each series is a different band. So they've done one on like Iggy Pop and, um, on the Ramones, obviously gotta do the Ramones, Beastie Boys, um, there's just been so many of them. So go check that out. But the newest one is about um, the Velvet Underground, and it's going to be – the whole the whole season is going to be about alternative music. The first one was all about punk music. So, yeah, Dead Kennedys. Um, gosh, who else? You just go look at it. You'll see a bunch of cool bands. And, and they really go really in-depth. um Caroline Carolina goes through all the old music autobiographies and and memoirs and biographies, which, you know, I love. I love those. And she kind of goes through all of them and culls all the information. And she's a comedian as well. So it's like she delivers it in a funny manner. And then Marcus is more of the soul of the podcast and just has re- – he just says like really deep shit that I'm like, how did – what, like, okay, today on the Velvet Underground one, they talk a lot about Lou Reed and – Everyone knows Lou Reed was an asshole, or at least most people know he was an asshole. But I did not know that he had electroshock therapy and narrowly escaped getting a lobotomy, which I guess is very common for back then. I have that in my family. And I know my grandmother on my dad's side got electroshock therapy, which is crazy because that's not that long ago that that's how, you know, people were quote unquote, you know, healed. but what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So Marcus had this wonderful, like, way of putting. Look, I'll just say it. So he said, um, pop music is about culture. Punk music is about society. And alternative music is about exploring the artist's inner life, which I'd never heard before. Because um, this all came up because he was trying to talk about, like, what is alternative? Because obviously if they're going to do a whole series on alternative you know, music, what the fuck is alternative music, right? Like rock music, that's a thing. We know what that is. There's parameters around it. Even punk music, I mean, especially punk music, nothing has been more dissected than punk music. Nothing is more divisive. So I, I could see that, you know, being very obvious. But alternative is, a, is, is actually, first he said alternative is a genre that was popularized by like record industry people to basically imply that, it's, a bit, it's, it's an easier way of saying college radio, but also a way of saying what it is not. So alternative is not X, Y, and Z, if that makes sense, which I, I hadn't thought of that either. Growing up in the 90s, um, the mid to late 90s, alternative music and college radio you know, had actually matured into the mainstream, like the, like, like I would imagine bands like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and all that stuff, they began as these college radio bands and became the top of the, you know, alternative heap or whatever. And, um, even bands like Green Day, which, you know, started in the punk scene, eventually were elevated to, I think, alternative, like they, like, I mean, do you guys remember the radio stations? It was all like alternative radio, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I love the idea of alternative is about the artist's inner life. And that wasn't something that really existed necessarily. And it's not my favorite genre at all. Um, but I can see how the Velvet Underground probably, you know, influenced, you know, so many of those bands. And it's funny cause I grew up in the era of alternative music and yet I, it's just not my favorite, just not my favorite music. Um, That said, it's a really large genre, so it's kind of hard to say, like, what's alternative and what's not. I'm very much looking forward to exploring the rest of the episodes, and um, I might actually sign up for their Patreon, which looked pretty cool. Um, And I'll be learning more about that if you want to learn that with me. It is a fantastic podcast for anyone who's into music. I swear to God, it's not boring at all. And the stories they reveal are really hilarious and weird and... Some of them are just very obscure. Of of course some stories you know you've kind of heard before, but you're going to hear some like off the beaten path information that is just I don't know, they they're just they're just gems. So I would highly recommend that podcast and I'm just very excited this week that the first episode came out. Um Oh gosh. <laughs> I wrote down um Halloween candy and wine. I don't know why I wrote that down. I mean I wrote about it for a client. Um, I write about some local wine in the region here on the Central Coast and every year I end up doing some sort of content about um, pairing local wine with Halloween candy, which really like let's be honest, it's disgusting, but it always gets a lot of clicks and it's it's like an easy seasonal thing to write about like I'm not I'm not hap- I'm not proud of my crutches but being in writing in a field where a lot of your writing is disposable means sometimes you recycle things again recycled content there, let's normalize it there's nothing wrong with that of course i do change the um the wines and things each year but um yeah so i'm trying to remember now what some of some of them are pretty gross i think one of them was um jolly ranchers and Uh, Oh, gosh, it was a white wine. Chardonnay, maybe? (laughs) Uh, Content. We all need content. I'm pretty damn happy to be paid to make it. And um, to be able to be nomadic with my computer is really fun, and I'm excited to be in New York for two weeks and not have to worry because I got my laptop, I got my Wi-Fi, and with any luck, we will continue this journey into, you know, the traveling across the country and the touring and making money on the road, I am very excited to get back to doing that because that's really the way I designed my life. And as much as I'm enjoying, you know, fall on the central coast of California, which is just beautiful, it's a wonderful time to be here. It's warm, but it's got a little brisk chill in the air and the skies are blue and it's just a beautiful, it's fragrant, it's 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 not as fragrant as spring, obviously, but um, the beach is lovely, the off-season is beginning, meaning all the tourists are like kicking bricks, getting out of here. Um, so there's a lot of wonderful reasons to be happy to be here, which I am, but I am very much looking forward to booking some shows for the spring, getting into the Midwest, getting into a little bit of the East Coast. Which was something we had planned to do before COVID happened. So, with the numbers going down um, in this country, it's very encouraging. And um, I, I hate to get excited about anything, it's just a huge mistake at this point. Like, let's all learn our lesson and not, you know, get too excited about the future and just try to be in the present. But I think we are on a good trajectory. It just feels like you know, a lot of people, well, there's a lot of people that still haven't gotten their vaccine. That's true. But um, the boosters are coming in. And I don't know, I guess I just need to feel some positive positivity. So I just choose to feel that way. I'm sure there's plenty of reasons for any of us to be very freaked out at this time. But this week, I choose not to be freaked out and not to be anxious. This week, I'm thinking optimistic thoughts. So I hope you are too. And if you're not, um, you know, there's always next week, week to week. It's always different, isn't it? Um, I guess I will see you guys next week. And until then, um, whether you're in the hinterland, the hinterland, or you are somewhere where all the action is, I hope that you're having um, a good time and that you're Whatever whatever, your, whatever seeds you've planted are either blooming or on their way. <laughs> um, until we talk again, um, I really enjoyed this and I will talk with you next week. Okay, bye-bye. P.S. Sorry, I'm over-caffeinated.